G'day guys, Clint here, uh, recording episode number 48 of The Full Landscape with Antonio from Zed's Gardens. Uh, we are, uh, I don't know, three or four days into a seven-day mandatory lockdown here in South Australia to stop the spread of COVID-19, so I thought I'd take the opportunity to try and do as many of these uh, podcasts via Zoom as possible. Uh, Antonio is 21 years old, um, running his own business. Um, it's always interesting when I do podcasts with people that have only just started out. Um, the questions that we have are much more directed at, you know, what are the things that you're dealing with at the moment so early in business more than what are the things that we can, um, that you can learn from others. But I think it's important even for people, those seasoned um, professionals that have been doing this for a very long time to uh, remember that there's, you know, guys like Antonio, who's 21 years old, um, may have some insight or um, some tips that might benefit even some of us old hands. So enjoy this one. Um, that's not a real fire if anyone's wondering so um yeah sit back relax and enjoy cool man well thank you very much for joining me i know you've probably got a little bit of spare time at the moment uh yeah, yeah. Of, um, a bit of a lockdown um so um Obviously, um, if, if we can, before we get into it, if you can just introduce yourself to everyone that's going to be watching or listening, uh, give us a bit of a background about um, as far back as you want to go into schooling um, and how you got to where you are now running your own business. So um, originally, I grew up in the Riverland in a town called Monash. Grew up on a vineyard, so um, I've basically been around irrigation from when I was born. Um, and then from there, obviously went to school. So I'm 21. Um, and there, yeah, I went to school. Basically, just school for me was, I didn't, I didn't mind it. I did okay. I did the bare minimum, passed. And then I went on to uni, did it for a little bit, didn't like it. And obviously moved up to Adelaide to study. And then from there, I kind of found my roots again and then thought, I don't think I can sit in front of a computer all day. I need to go outside. Because that's the way I was raised. And basically, from there, that's all she wrote. My dad had um, a landscaping company in the Riverland, as well as he owned vineyards. And then I basically went into partnership to begin with about 12 months ago. Um, after that, about six months in, because of the distance, it was getting quite tricky because I wanted to live my life in Adelaide and he obviously was going to stay in the Riverland. We decided probably best to just separate the partnership, but we're still kind of working together, but separate. And then that's where I kind of just full force went on my own about six months ago and just been going ever since I guess so the partnership with your dad yeah so yep. we started okay. as a partnership basically combined everything and we're going to go back and forth I was going to work in the Riverland I was going to work in Adelaide but it was pretty difficult because at the end of the day if I've got machinery and he can't use it and we're in a partnership it was kind of pointless in a way so we thought it was good there is it yeah, we thought it was a good idea at the time, but then it was probably just best to just kind of do it separate. And then that's where I, from uh, December last year, I kind of went as a sole trader and then kind of just went as hard as I could from that up to that point forward. So the partnership was actually a registered partnership? You just dissolved the partnership? Yeah, essentially, yeah. So we went in and we registered the business under Zed's Gardens and then we basically just split the partnership and then both went as sole traders. So he's still trading in the Riverland? Yeah. So he does that. What is it? What does he focus on? 
he focuses on, I would say, between gardening and landscaping, kind of the smaller scale of landscaping where I've really ramped it up and gone into the construction side of it. I really yep. like the construction. I really see I like the satisfaction of transforming a garden or a property from, you know, whether it was an existing garden or whether it was a new development and then completely flipping it and transforming it into, you know, something really beautiful, really good. And that's where I, that's where I found that I that was what I liked more rather than kind of the maintenance side of things and then I kind of progressed into the industry, I guess, that way. So you're, you said before you went to uni, did you end up, you didn't finish uni, it wasn't for you? I did it, I did it for uh, a year or so and it just wasn't for me. I was passing and things like that, but I was really struggling to find the motivation. I was studying business property. Um, so it was in a way... Business was, property? Yeah, so it was basically a Bachelor of Business with a major in property. Yep. The business is very, I guess, broad. And then what they kind of do is get you to kind of pick a major. So you can get um, property, management, um, marketing. There's a number of ones. And then I did like the idea of property. And to be honest, it was kind of just the norm. Like, especially growing up in the Riverland, a lot of people, we go to school and then it's like, what's next? Because unless you, you know, want to stay in the vineyard or just want to just kind of stay in the Riverland, there wasn't necessarily a lot of opportunity. So a lot of us were just like, let's go to uni and then kind of fell into the trap of let's just go to uni. And it kind of just, oh, for me, I just picked business because that was the only thing that would actually, that I would find enjoyable. Then I went into property and then it was just after that, where do I go from here? You know, do I go into real estate evaluation, et cetera? And it, for me, it was just too broad. I didn't like the, the, like the path that I was leading and I needed a change. And then I knew that I wanted to be outdoors and kind of every, the stars aligned as corny as that sounds, but it kind of just worked out the way it worked out. Okay. So you were doing, so you went back home, did the, was working with dad for a bit, but then decided to come in. You wanted to stay in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, so where, what kind of, I guess, what work do you do now? What are you focusing on? And, and is it, so is it what you want to be doing or are you working towards something? I'm, I'm working towards it. So I did start off, mainly doing a lot of lawn irrigation and things like that. And now I'm slowly moving into more of the construction side. So like the paving, retaining walls, uh, I guess earth moving is not really construction, but kind of just really landscaping as a whole. So anything yep. landscaping. So my business will go from retaining walls, right through to earth moving, you know, irrigation, lawn, uh, paving, fencing, you name it. Yep. Um, and so you've been on your own, what now, six months? Uh, yeah, six, seven months, yeah. Wow, okay, so really young still. Have you got staff? No, on my own. Yeah. So, yeah. Me, so this... Oh, sorry, go on. Go ahead. There you go. Uh, basically, what I like to say is that my mini loader is another employee of mine because without it, I would be pretty screwed. So that... Yeah, and I think it's probably more than one, one to be fair. I mean, oh, the amount of three. work... That, what, I mean, yeah. probably 10, honestly. Like, what it can actually achieve... It's, it, it's, it allows me to kind of grow at a natural rate and not have to force like employees. Like I feel like when the time is right, I'll know, all right, it's time to get an employee and go. And it is time, but I'm still just, it's not easy, especially being my first employee and things like that. I want to make sure that I make the right decision. 
and then grow from there. So I'm really trying to build my foundation. It's a good idea, um, and I think it's it's smart. Um, I find I find kind of the first one or two, the first person you hire is really scary and hard um, because you have a responsibility to that person, um, and like you worry that if it doesn't work out, how's it going to look and and all that. Um, and obviously, you I think the first two or three you kind of it's people that you know that you're like, oh no, that's right. When when I need someone, old mate's gonna leave working where he works and come or she works and come work for me. Yeah. It gets hard when you get into that six to eight out to kind of twenty five or twenty because yeah, you're now having to, to expand out on there. But I think it's important to have a strong foundation, like you say. The um so I guess what's what what do you what have you found to be surprisingly easy and what's been a challenge? Obviously you're only six months in and you're competing in an industry that's pretty established. So I guess what I find, like what I found easy for me was, I feel like I, I was always entrepreneurial. Um, my mum owns a dental clinic, which owns two dental clinics in the Riverland. So my mum's very business minded. I feel like I've adapted a lot of that growing up watching her, you know, she had about, she has about 15 staff. So she's, you know, always dealing with like HR to business to, you know, everything. And I really learned it from a young age. And that's where I kind of did take that route with business at uni, even though I didn't stick to it. I knew that business was kind of my avenue. And then from there, like I said, I, I wanted to go outdoors. And then it kind of took me back to my roots with going, you know, landscaping, irrigation, construction mixed with um, business was a really good blend for me and I'm really happy with where I am at today. So the business, obviously you would have done a year of business. Um, do you find that that's helped? So what I would um, say is, of course it did teach me the fundamentals and like I can't say that it taught me nothing. But yeah. what I can say is that being out in the field and learning it first person and the challenges that come with owning a business, I guess there's a lot more advantages with that than necessarily from a textbook, which is good because yep. you do learn the fundamentals, you know, from finance to just marketing. There's a lot of things that the uni did teach us, just basic business. Um, yep. But like I said, you, 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 when, when you're out in the field, there's so many variables that you can't predict, which it really puts you in the deep end and it matured me a lot especially being quite young, it's matured me a lot. Um, but yeah. yeah. So how old are you? 21. Fucking hell, dude. 21, you got the whole world ahead of you, hopefully, provided we're allowed to actually be- Leave the world, yeah. Humans again soon. Um, so um, when, obviously, um, you talked before about, um, you like the idea of working outside and that, that drew, I guess, drew it, drew you back to, into landscaping. Um, you know, I'm, I'm guessing, well, firstly, what's the end goal for you, um, like, to have a larger company with, with lots of staff? Or how do you, where do you see yourself, say, five so years? It honestly changes, I wouldn't say every day, but it does change because I'm at the start of my career and there's just so many avenues that I can take. So it does get a little bit overwhelming. And I go, what do I want to do? Like, what is my end goal? And I do have, like, one day it probably could be, it's always, no matter what, it's always going to be within landscaping, earth moving, like that. But I'm like, yep. do I want to focus on earth moving? Do I want to focus more on landscaping? Do I want to just mix it all together? And you see some of the, you know, the likes of the bigger landscape construction companies in Adelaide. And I look at that, and I look at that as motivation. 
And I think that's yep. kind of what I would like to do and kind of mix that, just that landscape construction. And I'm, you know, from inner machine to paving, to retaining walls, lawn, yep. irrigation, just a lot, essentially. Yep. The reason I asked us, we, I did a podcast yesterday with Josh Hooper, who owns Landscape Techniques, and yeah. he's now just celebrated 21 years of running that business, wow. which is your whole life. <laughs> and yeah, well. um, we one of the questions that I asked him was, you know, if, if you could, like, if you had the opportunity to go back and do working on site now, could you? And he's like, no way. Like, just you kind of move, you, you mature into your business so much. Um, uh, that's why I was up. The question was really going towards in five years, you know, if you're in a position where you're just running the business, is that going to, and you don't know because you're so young, but it, are you going to be comfortable with that? Like, you know, um, because now you can't work on site anymore. Because I, I do really like working on site, but I do really like acting as like the CEO and just, or even just the CEO and just being like, an, just making sure that everything's in order and things like that. I, I like operating the business as well as I like doing the physical. So Yeah, yeah. and look, you can get that balance. I know Josh still has involvement in his design and, um, yeah. you know, he's got a, an elite team of construction guys, so he doesn't really need to get involved in it. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably, honestly, it would be worth, um, I'll see if he's happy to have a chat with you for half an hour at some point. Um, yeah. It might help you get an understanding of, and I mean, he, I'm sure he will be, he's an unbelievably caring and kind human being, um, to just kind of shoot the shit and just be like, look, this is what I'm thinking. What does this look like in 20 years? You know, because he's basically doing what you're talking about um, and whether or not earth moving becomes the, the pathway that you take kind of thing. Um, obviously both have their pros and cons so of course. Um, for me yeah. I've always loved machinery as well as I've always liked the construction side so like growing up I was in a tractor I was on motorbikes from you know before 10 years old um, yep. so I really like machinery that's why that's why I'm, I'm torn between the two because I love the thought of having you know large excavators and you know skid steers and things like that yep. but then also like the landscape side of it so you can have both like i know i don't know what i don't think josh i'm not sure on josh's machinery but i know ryan from outscape constructions has got uh multiple excavators and skid steers and trucks and um i find I mean, it, it, everyone takes a different path like um some guys will contract everything because machines are so foreign to them and that's obviously not you and they're just like i don't want to deal with it i'm just going to spend the money on um like paying the contractors, I don't have to worry about the machines breaking down, you know, hydraulic hoses blowing and whatever. Yeah. And then other guys, and this is Ryan's path, and this is probably the path I would have taken if I, if I ran a landscaping business, is I want control of everything all the time. Yeah. So I don't want to be reliant on someone coming and being late or getting, um, you know, having another job to do or, you know, just being humans and deciding not to do shit. So um, that's, I feel yeah. that you'll probably take that path. Well, that's, that's what I can. That's why I want to do everything in the house. Like Zed's Gardens, like you really come to us and you've got it all. So you've got, you know, like I said, earth moving, irrigation, paving, whatever. We do everything yep. in the house. And look, if we do have to contract some stuff, you do. Of course, you yep. can't do everything. And as long as I find kind of that right balance that I can take control of, let's say the five or six things that I do, do them very well and maybe not try and take on everything. Though. So just try and find that market that i really like and i'll do really well because you can't be good at everything but if i pick a few things and then just knuckle down and kind of build my business around those then like i said i can get contractors in to do everything else 
the you'll find as time goes by the things that you say no to are just as important as the things that you say yes to and being 21 you'll say yes to everything because you're hungry and you want it all but um you start to over promise people things and then you under deliver and it'll cause you anxiety and fatigue and then eventually you'll be like no nah, can't do that can't do that can't do that but when you're 21 you can work 16 or 18 hours a day back to back for a very long time and you know if you don't have i'm not sure what if you've got kids or not but if you don't have kids you know you don't have that um additional human responsibility that you can you can be selfish and just worry about yourself and um you can get a lot done if um like are you i guess are your parents mentors in this like if you need to talk business are you, are you going to them or where do you you know get involved don't let them get involved <laughs> nah so they like they're they're really good to turn to um I, like, I, like what I like to say is like they're not just yes men. Like they don't just tell me yep. what I want to hear. Like they're really, yep. really good at telling me, okay, maybe this isn't the right decision because I can be, I can be very irrational, and I think that comes with age as well as just my personality. I'll just, oh, right, let's let's go buy this or let's go buy that without actually yep. breaking it down, doing the financials, and then like, hang on a minute, maybe that's not the right scenario or the not the right thing to do just yet. Yeah. So, yeah. They play a very big role. So what's an example of something that you've wanted to do recently where they've just gone, hey, you're a dick. What are you talking about? So <laughs> um, I actually went and signed a contract to purchase an excavator. Yep. And then I pulled out because I really thought about it. And I thought, you know what? Because what, what happened was that I went, there was a day when I had a day off and I was like, you know, I do need to go and look at some excavators because it's something that I need to get. And obviously, it's like a car. You go to the car, you want the car straight away. So I went to I went, sit, to this sit place. Later. I went yeah. everywhere. I went to every every brand that I really liked, and bang, that shit. You know, and then they're telling me, oh, you got to do like this. And it was just before the end of financial year as well, and there were so many deals and things like that. And then I was like, all right, fine, let's do it. Signed it, and then probably a week later, I pulled out, and of course yeah. they weren't happy about it, which is fair enough. But did you lose it? Did you have had you paid a deposit? So I just signed the paper. Yeah. So basically, they just put an order in for me and they had yep. allocated me one that from stock that was already coming in. Yeah. And then, yeah, I pulled out and probably the best decision I've ever made personally for yep. me. It just wasn't the right time. And yep. of course, there will be a day where we'll go get an excavator. And I was looking at. And you kind of, you have to go buy their excavator now, though, you know that. Probably, yeah. No, <laughs> you got to go back in. That's yeah. like karma. between my and, legs. Yeah, and balance. Oh, I, I would. I'd say the, the salesperson would respect that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know, you're probably not the first person that's walked away from a contract, so I'm not sure that they went home and cried themselves to sleep that night. But No. Nah. Um, right. Well, I just thought, like, I've thought of so many different things. Like, then the what I find to be very expensive in my industry is the dumping. That's one thing that yeah. I cannot control. Now, yeah. I did one thing that did help me was um, I purchased a tipper truck, so that allowed me to go to maybe some other dumps that I wasn't maybe eligible for before. Yeah, that got me a little bit cheaper pricing. But one thing for me is like, and I reckon I don't know if Mudgy said anything to you before, but I've thought about maybe getting a warehouse up near that dry creek area, yeah. a warehouse slash yard where. Maybe I can screen material and then that's because, like I said, that's one thing that I just find that is, especially because I'm not coming in with, you know, hundreds of tons a yep. week 
and things like that. It's very hard for the landscape or the contractor to get good pricing. And then it yep. obviously raises the, the price of my quotes. So I thought, do I want a warehouse? Then I can, you know, if I get irrigation from you guys, I can then store it in the warehouse and I'm not always having to come back and forth to you because that's time. And time <laughs> essentially is money. And I know that. Well, yeah, when it's only you. Look, I guess yeah. my, my, my input one, I, have you looked at using skip companies for getting rid of waste? Because I've found that that was really cheap for us when we were doing, we used to do what you do a long time ago. So like, I, for, for soils, I find... We used to use it for soil as well. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of, so lately, a lot of the jobs I've been, you know, removing over 20 tonne from just the residential yep. property, like say 15 to 20 tonne. And for me, having yep. a truck, I know obviously me going to the dump is time, but at least I know what I'm going to pay. Sometimes I know with skips you do as well. I don't know. For me, I found yep. that it's the most profitable at the moment. Yep. And just go straight to yep. the dump. If I kind of remove the whole labor out of it, my time, yep. I try and work my jobs as close to the dump. So, you know, if I'm down south, I'm close to, you know, your places like Resource Co. Or, and then if I'm up, I guess, northwest, you know, I'm close to the Wingfield area. And I always try yep. and factor that in. So I'm not driving so far just to go to the dump because then it is pointless. If I'm having to yep. drive an hour one way just to go to the dump just for one load, you know, I don't have a yep. on truck. So it would be a lot of run. But yeah. Uh, I've seen both sides of it. Like, I guess um, on the warehouse side of things, I'd encourage you to, like, I know guys that have got, you know, six, eight staff that don't, or 10, 12 staff that don't have a warehouse. Um, I've seen it work and not work. You know, I guess a warehouse, like this one that I'm sitting in now is what, 80 grand a year. You know, that's another one and a half or one people, depending on the quality of the, the, their skill set. Um, and if you're obviously only on your own, you know, it might be a bad use of money. And I guess I didn't want this. I don't, this the idea wasn't for this to turn into a business consulting session, but um, it might benefit other people. The um, We used to use skips because we like, and look, if you're quite, you, the guys you're quoting against all have the same costs as you, like, yeah. like landscape techniques and outscapes and distinctive gardens and Freeman and, um, standard stone and all these guys that you're competing with don't have cheap dump rates compared to you like there's yeah. you know you'd be talking you'd have to be sarah constructions or some massive civil company to even maybe consider it yeah. like lucas earth moving and then they own the dump yeah. so then it's a different situation yeah. um so i wouldn't say that i wouldn't get too much i wouldn't get too caught up in um, focusing on you if you're losing work or struggling. I mean, is that a thing that you that you? That's not necessarily that. I just always try and sit, find a way. Like I'm very analytical, and I would like to try and find a way where if there's a if there's an avenue where I can make a little bit more profit, as long yep. as it's worth it, not like necessarily one yep. percent. But if yep. I can make a little bit of extra profit, then let's do it. And that's where maybe we I used to do skips, money. man. Like we yeah. used to do, so the first thing I, when I, we first left working for someone, we, my, I had a business partner at the time and we used to get um, SA waste. They'd bring say like as big as a 10 cubic meter skip. But a lot of the work we were doing, we were skimming a hundred mil off the lawn or 150 mil off the lawn, dumping it, putting in fresh loam, new lawn and an irrigation system. That was one of the, cause we used to do some work with um, referral work from Paul Munn down at Brighton. They we, we paid them for referrals. Um, and so we kind of got, you know, you can work out how many cubic metres you're taking out. The bins are all cubic metres. We'd have a 10 cubic metre bin rock up. We we actually would contract uh, a dingo company to come in and scrape it out, put it in the bin, and then the bin would get picked up that afternoon. And we found that that was, I guess, time efficient and cost effective. But because we're, the irrigate, like, it's 
irrigation is one of those skill sets that not everyone has. Whereas a lot of people know how to drive a truck and dip, tip, tip, tip rubbish off. So yeah. I think for us, we found our best use of our time was actually doing our highest profit work, which is irrigation installation, which I'd say yours probably could be yeah. um, without knowing much about your business. Um, and that was just good for us. But um, if you've got the truck, I can kind of see that you don't want to be not using your truck if you're paying for it as well. So um, how big is the truck? Pardon? How big is your truck? So it's a, it's, it weighs 3.9 ton. It's payload to two and a half ton. So yeah, okay. So you're not moving much stuff. Like it's, it's on the smallest side of things. Yeah. So I guess, um, well, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, go on, sorry, go on. Yeah, so that's if you're doing a decent sized job, 100 square meters, you're doing a lot of runs with, yeah. with a truck. Yeah, yeah. which can cost you a lot of time. I guess the other side of um, the skips thing, if you've got nowhere to put the skip or um, you damage the client's driveway by bringing a skip in, that, that can be a concern as well. I remember us doing work in Medindi and trying to get a, a, a permit to stick a skip on the road there. Um, yeah, they're not over, overly, um, they're not big fans of that. So, I guess for me, it's like I'd rather have the truck because then at the end of the day, if there's a job where it will be easier to get a skip, I'll get a skip. Where I guess yep. it's harder to have a skip with no truck. For me, because at the end of the day, when I yeah. do paving jobs and when I do other jobs, when I found if I can go straight, straight to the, uh, the quarries, like, you know, resource codes and things like that, where you get your recycled rubber, it's a little bit cheaper and I'll go straight there. I can yep. get it direct from the supplier. I'm not, I'm yep. skipping the middleman going to the landscaping yards. And that way, like I said, I'm, you know, make a little bit more profit. Although it might not be a huge amount, it's a little bit. And I can go yeah, but if that's that's you, that couldn't be better than the time you take to do it, though, could it? Well, you're not you're not paying a delivery and you're not paying a margin on material. Um, like if you drive to resource, go and pick up what two ton of rubble. Yeah. Instead of getting it delivered from say a garden grove or a Newtons or a, or a railways, you're saving the delivery charge plus whatever the margin is on the rubble. But how long does it take you? It really, it literally depends on every job. Like I said, if yeah, I'm close, yeah. like if I'm honestly like 15, 20 minutes, for me, yeah. it's more, it's not necessarily always the money. It's more the stress because sometimes, you know, if you don't get the right, you're driver, waiting. They don't put it yeah. in the right spot. Once it's there, it's there. When I've got the truck yeah. in the right spot. And for me, that's kind of worth more sometimes. Yeah. And just having the, you know, the ability to go to the landscape, uh, go to the quarry, or even if it is the landscaping yard. Even if it is around yep. the corner, I can get exactly what I want, um, and then it's kind of all in my control. I we, um, I know, like Justin from Habitat, um, his guys are big fans of picking up their own material um, because they control how it comes out, and they're not so much tipping it out, but they actually, you know, remove it from the truck themselves to reduce impact on on their site. Yeah. Um, so. You know, there's obviously that as well, but it's interesting. I mean, that's why I like to do these podcasts, just to get different perspectives from different people. And then, yeah. um, you and know, I'm obviously, it's a, I don't know everything. Like, it's still well, six to eight months in. It's still a learning curve for me. I think the funny thing, when you're 21, you've got more time on your side than money in a lot of cases. Um, so you'll use your time differently to have some other people might use their time. Um, I think uh, as more time goes by, you obviously accumulate more money, but you're kind of getting your money's going up and the time left on the earth's going down. So you start, I guess, treating time differently to how you might have treated it as a 21 year old. But um, I don't think anyone expects you to know everything at 21. And I definitely don't expect anyone, I don't think anyone expects you to tell them that they know everything at 21. And I think going into this market with a, a, a genuine, modest, like I don't know everything and I'm here to learn and I want to be part of the community and I want to, you know, 
earn my stripes is a really clean way to come in and get a lot of help from the more mature business owners and the, I guess, mature from an age standpoint and a mentality standpoint, if you come in modest um, and, you know, when you ring them and ask for help, like if you, you know, like not, you like, you know, if you get a meeting with Josh just to shoot shit, you go in there all guns are blazing, like you know everything. It's not gonna, it'll be the last time that you talk to him. Kind of thing. Okay. Now, and the, like, that's just not my personality anyway. Like, I'm always open minded. You know, I see things from every perspective, and I'm like, I'm, I really like to learn. Like, I really like to see new things. Like, and a lot of the time, like, sometimes even just going to those resource posts and things like that. Like, I just get a lot of enjoyment watching the machinery and just seeing how, like, yeah. you know, the huge, the huge places operate. You know, at the end of the yep. day, in Adelaide, like, they're at the top of the food chain. Like, they're the big boys in Adelaide. And, like, you know, all of those. And I like to see how they operate and maybe do things and maybe you can pick it up. Because there's a reason why they're at the top. So that's another reason. Yeah, that I mean, makes sense. That was more at the beginning. Today, like, not as much. But when I was first starting out and, you know, going to the quarries or going to here and going to there, like, I just it was really fascinated. Like, it probably take me an extra five minutes that I'm there because I'm just looking around. It's like seeing if I can pick anything apart. Should I do this? Should I do yep. that? But obviously, over time, I have picked up those little things and I'm not so confident. Sounds like me. Sounds to me like you should probably start your own landscape supplies yard, mate. Oh, you well, like trucks I've, and machinery? I've, I've considered it. I've considered it. <laughs> oh, if you want to buy one, I'll sell you one. <laughs> Might be a bit right, of a well, You live out north, don't you? No, I'm west. I'm in Henley. Henley Beach. Okay, not too bad. That's right. It's not far yeah, to get the railway. Just yeah. drive up the hill, get home um, to the beach at night. That's it. So what's... What what kind of work are you doing at the moment? Like where are you, I guess what's a couple of projects that yeah, that you're so, working on? You don't have to say where, but what kind yeah, of stuff so, are you doing? So one project I'm currently in the middle of, well, I was in the middle of until we went into lockdown, was basically the house got built, I believe, in the last year. But it's only now that they've got around doing the landscaping. So I think I believe it's just over hundred in between hundred and hundred and fifty square meters of lawn and irrigation. Um, there was a demolition of a shed and a concrete pad and then basically so there'll be a new little slab for a garden shed at the back and then just lawn and irrigation that's one job that we're in the middle of now the next one um, we've got i've got a, i've got a paving job coming up so basically just the removal of some soil and some um, existing vegetation and then basically yep. uh, extending um, a concrete driveway with some pavers and then just just some simple stuff like just some hedges and things like that um, and a lot of lawn and irrigation at the moment and that's what i purely yep. focus on when i've got my machine i've got my truck you know yeah and obviously loving irrigation from young uh, yep. I, I found that like i said it is very profitable i do really enjoy it yeah i just like the satisfaction of you know turning a property from you know just a wasteland to a nice green just seeing the transformation with that, that lawn down and seeing the sprinklers running yep. And just like a fine machine, it's really satisfying for me. Honestly, like, I guess for what it's worth, I'd be focusing on that for a little while. Like, it's, um, you know, you can get, if you were just doing lawn and irrigation residentially, and you do, you do, you, but you can turn jobs around quite quickly, you know, so you're kind of only in there for three to five days, if that, um, and you're getting paid straight away. And you might only be invoicing three to five grand, but you're getting that straight away and your cash flow no, strong, is. and then you start That's building it up. I, that's what I found and I've just kind of been doubling down on that and the last probably three months that's generally probably 90% of the work that I've been doing is just rip up, relay or just you know backfill and yeah. lay irrigation and like you said it's very quick you're in and out within a week yeah. you get paid you go yeah. to the next one 
And I get that. Is that ever, are you getting these for referrals or are they is it just um, people that you've done work for? A bit, honestly, a bit of everything. So when I began, yeah. I feel I found that obviously being a little bit younger, I, was, I knew my way around social media and I found that yeah. between Facebook and Instagram, you know, using advertisements and knowing kind of, I guess, not necessarily the market, but kind of how to market. Um, yeah. And just, you know, from high pages to, and then referrals, of course, as well. A bit of Are a, you using high pages? Yeah, I do use high pages. Like I kind of have it there in the background. Like say if there's a bit of a slow week or, you know, every week I'm always trying to get at least one or two more jobs. And then obviously to keep that, keep that lump of work in front of me at all times. Because yeah, when it's I an interesting start, runway when you're only doing three-day jobs. Yeah. You kind of, it's like lot, I remember. You've always got to stay on top of it. Because yeah, because like if that, you you might you finish one and then you've got nothing to do, but then if you the pe- people aren't really going to wait eight months for you to do a three day job, like it, you kind of have to find that balance between right. having it there but not too far ahead. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I found that like to begin with, I was like one week ahead, and I was just trying to wrap my head around you know being organised and trying to really understand business and landscaping and everything. And now that I've always got you know, a good month or two of work ahead of me at all times. I'll try my hardest. And, you know, there's one week that I need to pump out. Like, you know, if I haven't really been getting too many phone calls, if I have to pump out a little bit more advertising, then that way I can get some consults and get some quotes out. And, you know, then the more quotes I send out, the more jobs I'll get. It's kind of my theory. Talk me through that process. I'm interested to know, like, how quickly are you getting quotes back? You know, how, what are you, you producing them? As in Excel and Word. Kind of write them up or for them to respond? Yeah, yeah. So you, someone calls you, say I call you today, I need to look at my place, you know, and we're not in a lockdown. Yeah. Um, how soon, well, firstly, could you do a quote during lockdown using Facebook or Zoom? And then secondly, so, um, if... I, for me, I don't like to do it because there's always something that you miss that you don't see in person. Because I've done a couple quotes, you know, over the phone and things like that. And... I don't know. I don't really like it. Like, cause then I get there and like, there might be nothing drastic that I've lost, like yep. lost a job because of something significant, but just little yep. things that, you know, you didn't account for this. You didn't account for that because you didn't see in person. And then, you know, it's pocket out of your money, uh, money out of your pocket. Sorry. Um, yep. But yeah, you know, every quote, it's always, it's very hard having being, I guess, a sole trader, being on my own, have to worry about working to consulting and going to you know measure up and then having to do the quote and trying to get it within a reasonable time because I don't want to take two yep. or three weeks. I try and honestly, I like to say five to seven business days. It yep. should be quicker, but realistically, you know, between work, you know, seeing my girlfriend, just trying yep. to balance life. It's it's it, for me, it's honestly impossible to you know get it within a day or two unless I've got a bit of a free yep. period. Yep, and yeah, um, so. Obviously, now we've gone into this this lockdown period. Talk me through what what your process was when you saw that. You know, what was the what were the first things you were going process, to do when that? Funny enough, is because I'm very big on branding. Um, I really like to you know build my brand, build my brand awareness. And the first thing that I did was got my grinder out, got a couple of blades or a couple of buff, buffing blades, and shipped my. I'm starting to ship my truck back because I bought it. Yeah. It was a ten year old truck. I got a nice Suzu MPR three hundred tipper and there's a bit of wear and tear on it, on the body. And I want to change the color. I've been sanding it back and, you know, touching it up. Because so, to me, that's very important is to have a yep. brand. Because in the day, I see a lot of contractors driving around and maybe they don't need to because they're getting a lot of referrals. Maybe they've been in business for a while. But 
for me, like, I really like to have, I want to, I want everyone to know my brand. Like they see me driving yeah. past, they see the, you know, sets, they know it's me, exactly who it is. They don't get yeah. it. So that's, yeah. and it's just, yeah, for me, I like the creative side of it as well. But yeah. So you went straight into, like, you've just gone, all right, we're going to get locked down. Let's make the most of this time. Essentially. Um, I mean, I'll be yeah. honest, I have indulged a little bit in the free time, a little bit, <laughs> maybe a little bit more than I should have. Although, I've tried to kind of, yeah, I did well, two days ago, I got into it and started doing it and I, I wasn't really well prepared. So I can only really strip it. Yep. But I don't have, you know, the prime, I don't have the right paint and things like that. Is that so something I, you'll do yourself? You, like you, yeah. can, you could prime and paint the truck yourself? I'll get the cab You know how wrapped. to do it? I'll get the cab yep. wrapped. I'll spray the body. I don't need it to be 100% perfect because it's going to be yep. 1,000 times better than what it currently is. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy to do it. And I can't find it enjoyable. Yep. Well, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm like, it's funny. My, um, my grandfather used to say, uh, manual labor was a Spanish guy. He once knew because we used to joke about how my dad's not great with, um, he doesn't, he's not keen on doing too much. Um, very smart guy, but, um, uh, figures he's better off paying someone to do the work than doing it himself. Yeah. Um, and I'm very, no, I, I'll, put, I'll put my hand to it, but I, I don't, I wouldn't even know where to start painting the tray on a truck. So, yeah. Well, um, usually I wouldn't. Like a lot of things, like I do like to just pay someone to do it, but something like this, like yep. I know if I could save a little a few thousand dollars, because it is yep. quite expensive. You know, I'll get the cab wrapped, but the rest I feel I can do it. It's a bit of a project of mine to do on the side. Yeah. So what's um what's the plan moving forward? So you will obviously hopefully I don't know, I, um, there was a press conference. I think there's a press conference happening while we're talking, but you know, we, we may or may not be allowed to go back to work Monday or whatever. Um me you just i don't just i guess play but yeah it, there's not yep. really much we can do i know like trying to get on top of my like i guess you know organizing all my irrigation because that's one thing for me that just gets messy like that yeah there's You're so many the... things and it's just and i've got all my boxes and then you know I'll, I'll organize it one week the next week it'll be like like a bomb hit it and then yep. i'm gonna rearrange and it's just trying to do all of that you know organize my garage organize my truck and then when I go back, kind of use my time wisely so that I'm not, so that I'm at least going straight back into it. I'm not having to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit the ground running kind of thing. That's it. That's cool, man. So um, if anyone's looking to get in touch with you, I've got no more questions for you. Um, if anyone's looking to get in touch with you, um, is what, Instagram the best place or email? Instagram, or where, always, where? Instagram or Facebook, social is always the best. I've got a website, Zez Gardens. Um, anywhere, anywhere. Give me a call, email me, anything. Yep. I'm always happy to chat. We'll link up all your social stuff yep. in the uh, uh, comments or the what is it, the description underneath the video. Um, so yeah, thanks for making the time. I know you probably um, have a fair bit of spare time at the moment, <laughs> but um, thanks for having me. Yeah. appreciate it. No, all good, man. Um, and um, if anyone needs to get in touch with Antonio, you can find all the stuff in the section comments below if anyone's got any questions for either of us feel free to stick it in the comments section um and i'll hit him up if um, he doesn't see it that is it Beautiful. thanks man Thank you very much enjoy the rest of your day and i'll um hopefully see you back in normal normal world next week yeah, sometime very shortly hopefully not too long yeah take All care right. man thank you see you mate